This is the Date Night Podcast with Amber and Kurt. Welcome back to the Date Night Podcast. I'm Kurt. I'm Amber. How are you, Amber? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, We're back in our basement. We are. So our audio should be better. Yeah. Big, big thanks to everybody who's been listening to the episodes that have not been good audio quality wise. Yes. Um, They should be better now. Yes. So thanks for your patience. Yes. Um, Hey, Amber, we want to talk about something tonight, right? We're kind of continuing our uh, conversation regarding the justice system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know, in all actuality. Yes. And and we've begun a conversation, but we, we have kind of held back a little bit so that we can talk a little bit here organically, right? Yes. Okay. So let me set the scene a little bit. Um, I, I was listening to, a po- I found a podcast and mm-hmm. listened to a podcast called The Sunshine Place. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Above average good. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's very good. It's, it's a good one. It's good. Yeah. Um, it is about a, a, a guy that creates, uh, I'm going to paraphrase really briefly, a, a guy that creates a place that he, um, that, that he treats addicts drug addicts yeah it was kind of a uh first of its kind drug rehabilitation yes um in the 70s no 50 late 50s early 60s is when it started yeah yeah i don't remember that in california Um, yeah in california and so this was kind of a in in some ways a cutting edge thing um because at that time there were no there were very few options for addicts, um, for drug addicts. There was like Alcoholics Anonymous, but right. um, beyond that, there wasn't much. So this that's kind of the, the background yeah. of that. And so this guy created this place, um, th- this place where addicts would come and live together and like support each other. So it was sort of like addicts treating addicts. Yeah. Which is the revolutionary part. Right. Um, right. And super long story short, that this this guy was an addict. Um, yes. And uh, over the course of time, it became a place where people that, 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 where people came who weren't addicts at all. And they just mm-hmm. came to live in this community. And it turned into basically a cult. Yeah. Yeah. Long, Super long story short. Yeah. And, and it turned into this guy like desiring power and manipulating people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the long and short. But there there was a moment in the story at the beginning of this process where he mm-hmm. was creating this place for, uh, for addicts to come find rehabilitation and healing. Mm-hmm. That when you were listening to it, you, you came to me, you were mowing the yard and I walked home from the <laughs> church. And you pulled an earbud out and you said something to the effect of like, I can't believe this. Yeah. Not in so many words, but what, what this is the basis of our conversation is, yeah. is that I can't believe it when this happened. Can you just yeah. say what that so, was? So um, in the midst of, in, in this whole storyline, um, the, the guy that was um, setting this facility up um through a a chain of events was in trouble with the city in which he was 
um, where he was headquartered. And where is where the facility was? Where the facility? Where the attics would live? One of the facilities, yeah, was and um, the the community around him got kind of upset with him, and he ended up getting kind of served that he needed to move out of this community by the city, and he refused, and so he was he was jailed for zoning infractions. Yes. And the the as they were going through the podcast, it was said, I never served time in prison when I was addicted to heroin or when I was driving under the influence of alcohol, but I had to serve 30 days for zoning violations. The founder of this the, facility yes, said that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... To be clear, the so this is this was a home, a very large home that he bought, I, right? Yeah, I don't remember which facility because this they was had, before the hotel. They had moved a couple of different times, yeah. and so I don't remember exactly which facility this one was referencing. Yeah. But 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 yeah. it was because there were addicts living. They they were living they were, together. They were living together. Yeah. Yes, and then yeah. the the residential area did not like it. This was yes. in Santa Monica. Yes. So yeah. I, I don't know a lot about California, but I believe Santa Monica is sort of a an upscale. So if you really want to know more about it, you have to listen to the podcast. Yes, yes. But that is the basis in which we began discussing this idea of spending 30 days in prison for a zoning violation, but having never spent any time behind bars for driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol. So why does that stir you? It it was it was a little jarring of like is this really is this really what we want the criminal justice system to either be focused on or to be like I guess to be focused on of like well, number one, like, how does the threat of 30 days in jail for a zoning violation fix the problem? Right. Right. Like, that that does not, the, the crime and the punishment don't seem to line up in my mind. That seem, I, I, I have a hard time with that. And then, and then to think, like, what the, yeah, like, the situation that he's, he's, he's in for that. Yeah, presumably, I mean, so again, this point in the podcast, this point in the story of this man in this facility, this is before the sort of manipulation and power struggle. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is still when... when This is before it becomes a, a, a cult situation. Yeah, th- this is still like yeah. when people are actually being rehabilitated. Yes, yeah. So the the, the implication is that the the obvious implication is that 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 he wasn't arrested for a zoning violation he was arrested because the neighbors didn't like the heroin addicts living mm-hmm. living in the neighborhood right mm-hmm. i mean are are we on the same page assuming that's i i'm that's kind of how it started that the zoning infraction was 
the only thing that the community had to say we right. don't want these people right in our right. upscale right. neighborhood right i mean is that your understanding yeah. of it yeah yeah is that i mean is that what's yes yeah, say, say more about why that bothers you well i or what that makes you feel or wonder i mean you know we're we're talking about a situation that happened in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. But it's still happening today. It's still, like, there are still areas and communities that are set up to keep certain people out. And, and like, and, and again, I, I'm not sure... I'm not sure how, I haven't worked out all of the, the details, but, um, you know, we really like to segregate in our mind's eye people into good and bad and those people and, uh, you know, those people versus us, excuse me. And, and it just, just got me thinking about those situations of like how often we we do everything in our power to keep people that are different out and as a church what what is that response you know like that seems so counterproductive and counter right yeah yeah I feel like I want to go a million different different ways right now. I feel maybe a little scatterbrained, but um, so, so that there's a couple tensions maybe here, right? So the first tension is, again, knowing what we know now, before this man was leading a cult, this man is legitimately like rehabilitating addicts. Yeah. And, what? And, yeah, and, yeah. And and he's put in jail for for essentially making people uncomfortable with the 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 wholeness and the healing that he's helping people right. achieve like yeah. he's essentially actually doing really good things for right. these addicts right. and the thanks he gets is 30 days in jail because he's doing it in, in the wrong place mm-hmm. that feels like maybe one tension mm-hmm. i mean right yeah and and i think like the comment of of I never went to jail for drugs or or driving right. under the I never went to jail for doing bad thing. I don't like good or bad those labels, but I think what he's saying is I never went to jail for doing bad things. Right. But now for, I'm going to jail for doing good things. I never went to jail for safety of those for myself or for others. Like violating potential safety of other people. I went to jail because someone just didn't like the house I was in is kind of because he made someone uncomfortable yeah yeah and so my mind is like yeah is struggling to understand this how we have set up this justice system that that's because in all honesty that hasn't changed either right like, right. We're okay with rehabilitation and people like trying to get their poop in a group. Just do it over there. 
just do it out out of my community out of my sight yeah i don't want to have to see it yeah yeah i definitely don't want to be involved with it but i really don't want to have to see it right right or be bothered by it right Mm -hmm. yeah i think that was the implication i took that this was like an upscale neighborhood and and so maybe this gets into the second tension where you know people pay to be in this neighborhood where they don't have to deal with mm-hmm. like you said those people the exclusivity of yeah so that's the tension that stirs in me mm-hmm. um i i think here's here's what i've been trying to process we we've lived in places where there are communities everybody has lived in places everybody lived there are places everywhere yeah or you know or you know yeah that are we've lived in places where there are either whole communities or sections of communities where you know property taxes are ridiculously high housing prices are ridiculously Mm -hmm. high Mm -hmm. um you know whatever the case is but those are those are separators like Mm -hmm. those are Um, those are things that that make that area Mm -hmm. for whatever reason exclusive to only a certain amount of people right and and i think here's what i tried to process i i think there's there's all these conversations about systems and you know what what are systems today socially governmentally what they create and what they perpetuate and what they what they keep going and oftentimes people in these systems say well we can't do anything about it it's not it's not my Mm -hmm. fault Mm -hmm. but the re i i was in the shower i do most of my good thinking in the shower (laughs) and and i this is gonna sound so dumb but i I had this realization like property taxes and housing prices and all of the things that limit these areas and, and again, often these areas are the places with the best schools and the places right. with the lowest crime rate and the places with the most, you know, law enforcement per capita. Like, it's all the things mm-hmm. that lead to a a safer, healthier, more whole lifestyle, right? In theory. In, th- in theory. In theory. Uh, you know, uh, those... <laughs> Those housing prices and the property taxes, those things are not um, handed down from um, the mountain by the hand of God. Like th- right. those are sure. those are man-made on purpose. And and I I don't want to imply that I think people are intentionally saying, "Ooh, if we set the tax rate, if we set property taxes here, that'll keep the riffraff out." I don't think I don't think there's an intentional effort, but I think that's the effect. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the effect that it has. I mean, I, I, and I don't know. I think at times there are, there are those that say we need to set in place. It's it's the same, it's the same thing that we've we have done in the past with segregation. Like we have not allowed certain people the ability to own a house right based solely on their skin color like and so we're doing the same thing but we're we're trying to take a different viewpoint of it to make us feel a little bit better about it right we we ride mountain bikes Mm -hmm. and on super hard trails 
there are things at the beginning of the trails called squirrel catchers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a squirrel catcher is? I do, but... Okay, so <laughs> listeners, a squirrel catcher is a, a, an obstacle or a, a feature that will exclude novice riders. So like at the beginning of a trail, it's going to be really hard. There might be like a big rock or a, a big jump. And, and then the novice riders that can't handle the rest of the trail go, ooh, I shouldn't go down this trail before they even get down there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think sometimes, you know, these things like property tax or home prices or in the case of this podcast, you know, where, where people can afford to live in these neighborhoods where they don't, they don't have to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes those are like the squirrel catchers. Gosh, mm-hmm. if we have these things in place, and again, I don't know who's saying these things. I don't know if anybody's saying them on purpose, right, right. but I think they function as a squirrel catcher, mm-hmm. as a, mm-hmm. if we put up these obstacles and barriers, right. then, then we get to keep our trail to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, or, or we get to keep our neighborhood to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have more control over who comes in. We have more control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the realization, it sounds so dumb. Maybe this is just how sheltered I am, but it, the, the realization of like, gosh, we can do something about this culturally, mm-hmm. societally. Right. But there's always this like, well, I didn't do it. I mean, we hear this with anything that's systemic, with right. race, with with all sorts of other social issues. Well, well, I didn't do that. It well, you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. There's not one person right. in these right. communities that said, yes, property taxes should be squirrel catchers and home prices should be right. super high. But but the reality is that, that while there's not one that did it, we all do it. Right. Because because we are the culture. We, we are society. As a collective people set these things and and our actions and our I mean, you can even go down to our votes who uh, on as far as like who's on city council, who's right. in Senate, who's in, you know, the president's office. You can go all the way down and say Okay, yeah, sure. You're not the one who maybe signed the the piece of paper that put it into law, but it you can trace it back, right? Right. We right. see we hear the same conversation regarding um, slavery. Well, I I didn't own slaves, so why do I have to reckon? You know, like right. it's that same right. argument. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, you you technically didn't, but you can still draw the lines right and connect it all to you you know to yeah so then when i think about i mean there's we could apply this theory to a lot of things but Mm -hmm. when i think about this idea of like this rehab facility being in the middle of a residential neighborhood where where a guy went to jail because neighbors were uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when i think about this principle of how we separate ourselves in our communities if if not one single person got us to this point, but we got us to this point, then mm-hmm. I also think that like we can get us out. Right. Right. I think it has to be a we, right? It's got to be a we. Yeah. It, yeah. It has to be more than just one person. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, like you said, that's how we got here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of like, I mean, I don't know, Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah comes to mind of, <laughs> you know, Jeremiah didn't necessarily have anything to lament or or, or re- repent of or whatever, but 
Jeremiah laments as if he does. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of posture that that would get us to, or what kind of impact that would have if we all communally as the church said, yep, we may not have signed the, signed the documents, but man, we kind of all got ourselves here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what, what do you want to, what else do you want to say about that? I think, you know, so, okay, we can, we can acknowledge, okay, so we got ourselves here. So now what? Right. Like, okay, so we have these communities around us that have these barriers to not allow, quote unquote, the riffraff in. So, so now what? Right. Like, okay, now how do we move forward? Knowing that, what now? You're looking at me like I'm supposed to talk. <laughs> yes, I I want to I want to hear your answer to that. To what now? Yeah. Um I was actually I don't have anything to add to the what now. <laughs> You're supposed to have all the answers here. I have no answers. Oh. I have a devil's advocate question. Okay. So let let's say we live in Santa Monica. Okay. And let's say our neighbor is doing this drug rehab program. Let's say we are the neighbors of this guy. Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate. Why, why can I not say, I don't want to, li- I don't want those people living next to me. If, if I've worked my tail off and earned the money to live in a gated community, mm-hmm. why shouldn't I be able to do that? Oh, well, I mean, you can, but you have to understand there's consequences. Well, there's not any consequences for me because that guy just went to jail. Right. So there's no consequences for me. I mean, this is where, like, it's it's complicated. It's hard because you go, okay, it's the pedophile, right? That the person who's on the, the uh, national... Predator, uh, sex offender registry isn't allowed in, you know, to live in certain places and certain communities. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I understand some of it. I don't know how to, I don't know how to resolve it in my mind. Yeah, I think you have a level of compassion of like, well, where do you expect that person to live? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think that's an important kind of empathy, compassion question. Yeah. But uh, maybe my question was too broad. I mean, I, again, I think we've lived near a community where this conversation is pretty mm-hmm. relevant. Mm-hmm. What, why, why should I care? Why shouldn't I just hole up in my gated community that, that only me and my neighbors can afford to live in? And like, wh- why should it? why should we even have this conversation? I mean, like you have to look through a Christian lens at it, right? As, as Christians, I think we, we need to expect our response is going to be different than someone who does not proclaim to know 
Jesus. And, you know, like you, you look at the life of Christ and who he had dinner with and, and how he responded to those that society said were outcasts. And as a church, as people, as, as the body of Christ, like we, we are called to mimic that. And, and so saying, well, I've earned the right to live in my gated community without the riffraff. I think you're losing sight of who, who we're called to be in Christ. Yeah. 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 I think it's good. Um, I want to keep devils advocating, but I'm not going to. Can? Uh, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot more that I think about. Like, I, I think there's always the conversation, you know, I think we just kind of in the American dream just feel like we have the right to like just be comfortable all the time like i yeah i no matter who the neighbor is whether Mm -hmm. it's these heroin addicts from this podcast or insert whatever demographic of people yeah uh, you know I, i think our our idea of freedom is well we just shouldn't ever have to be uncomfortable and i think the other piece of it another another piece that's not that it's always more complicated. But another piece is we assume that everybody wants that gated community, that everybody wants and and seeks that American dream of the white picket fence and the house. And, the, you know, we assume that that's, that's everybody's goal, ultimate yeah. goal. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that, is accurate nor i'm not sure should it be yeah i'd much rather have a chain link fence you i'm just gonna ignore that comment (laughs) um we kind of got away from the uh justice system yeah (laughs) yeah that's okay that's okay there and and we're kind of at the end of the minisode here otherwise it's going to be a full episode but Mm -hmm. yeah i think there is a conversation to be had of like it makes it does make me feel a little icky like oh this guy that again like he got to be really awful but like in this moment like people are actually finding healing right um oh let's put this guy in jail right right? like that the justice system has no way to differentiate like um you know oh this is this is a really good thing we should that we should hold up as like healing and wholeness right no 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 this guy's got to go to jail the, the, there's no way for the justice system to to differentiate between you know it's all just yeah, black and white like you know here's the way we can put this guy in jail right. and yeah. yeah it's a it's very complicated it's very complicated mm-hmm. and, and i'm not sure that i've processed through the implications of differentiating i mean right I'm sure there's di- there's there's consequences to the justice system differentiating between circumstances, and maybe that has a negative impact. Right, right. But there's something about, I mean, it it goes on the same like any time a protester gets arrested and jailed. I mean, I, right. 
a peaceful a peaceful protester right i mean right there's lots of things it just that this just makes me wonder about how this guy at this time ends up in jail when he's legitimately like doing good right right ends up in jail for something that's really not a thing right right that's kind of a silly yeah 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 but i don't know What, what do you want to say to wrap up since we didn't really hit the topic that we said we were gonna hit (laughs) i don't know you can wrap it up um yeah i don't know i I wish i wish you all listening were in the room i'd love to hear i mean Mm -hmm. this is a bigger conversation Mm -hmm. with more people that would be interesting to have i'm sure we're missing i'm sure everyone has a different yep perspective different life experiences yeah so i i wish there's a way to interact but um if you listen to this and want to reach out and tell us what you think that'd be great yeah um but yeah listen to the podcast it's called the sunshine place we found it on spotify mm-hmm. or the sunshine place mm-hmm. yep um yeah it's it's a good listen so yeah i think that's all for now amber so okay. uh so until next time until next time